How many of you know parenting is the easiest job in the world, isn't it? How many would you agree with that? How many of you are parents here in the room? Okay, part of the thing about the film is it's not just about the kid that gets lost, Dory, but it's also a real spotlight on the parents who look for the kid all these years, okay? And we'll talk about that a little bit later. But I want to say part of creating home and part of creating family is this concept, this idea of parenting. But I want to suggest to you that parenting is much bigger and broader than, than what we think, okay? And you see, as that we said right at the beginning, we're all looking for home, but sometimes it's not where or who we expect. You see, parenting is not just about a mama or a dad. Maybe you're on your own, okay, bringing up a kid or children. That's amazing, and we have the utmost respect for you, okay? Maybe you're adoptive parents or fostering parents. We've got loads of those in the church. Again, that's amazing. But, you know, we believe in this church that actually it takes lots of people to raise kids. It takes a wider sense of family, a wider sense of community, And so it takes youth leaders and children's leaders and it takes uncles and aunties and granddads and it takes friends and family. It takes a wider group of people to actually raise kids. And I've just come back uh, last weekend, me and Simon were in Albania. We went there to celebrate with the church that we've been investing in for over 10 years now. It was their 20th anniversary as a church and so they were celebrating that and we've been for half of that time investing and sending people. Uh, And it's been great to watch some of the kids that I've been involved with and helping to mentor and encourage, raise up and become leaders now in the church. One of the lads, a lad called Clevis, he's 17 and he's on the main leadership team. I first met Clevis when he was 11 and Clevis came to a church that I spoke at and he was my interpreter and the worship leader and he was 11. Okay, and I was like, are you sure? And he's like this big and he interpreted for me. He led the service through and then he led worship. And I'm like, that's amazing. And he was 11 and now seeing him as 17, leading worship at a big national event that that we're doing that I'll be speaking at in October. It's so great seeing that actually raising kids is, is the job of everyone. Isn't that right? Everyone, we've all got a part to play in this whole thing called parenting, okay? Raising up kids. And um, there's some great parenting tips in the film. And if you are actual parents or adopted parents or foster parents, because you're parents as well, or if actually you're a youth leader or a kids worker, or you've just got a heart and a passion to see young people raise up, here's some great tips out of the film, okay? And I'll kind of throw some Bible in as well, because anything that's true is going to be in the Bible, all right? Because all truth is God's truth. But there's some great tips. One of the things is that you've got to let your kids grow up you see what the what the parents of Dory do is they don't want to let the Dory grow up because of her short-term memory loss they want to keep her protected but they realize they can't do that you've got to let your kids grow up and a, a few weeks ago Alison spoke on that ver- verses from Corinthians remember where Paul says when I was a child I spoke like a child but when I grew up I put childish things away we've got to let our kids grow up and that can be hard secondly you've got to be able to adapt to your kids I often heard people say, and parents have said to me, I've got these two kids and, and one's great and everything's fine and one's a nightmare and I brought them up exactly the same. Well, that may be your challenge because kids aren't exactly the same. They are so different and so unique and that's what the film brings out brilliantly. Thirdly, you've got to keep hoping and expecting even when it looks like your kids are lost. And many of you in this room, maybe your kids are a bit older or maybe your kids are going through a stage where actually they're a bit away from God or a bit away from where you'd want them to be or maybe even a bit away from you relationally. One of the things that's powerful in the film is these two parents, they don't give up on finding Dory. And what they do is that they create pathways for her to find her way home. 
And so when she's very little, they just say to her, if ever you get lost, follow the shells and you'll find your way home. And then without giving too much away, all right, in case you haven't seen it, at the end, what they spent their whole life, what they spent years doing is they've got their little home and they just lay out shells in a whole line that way and then that way and they go as far as they can into the ocean in every single direction, uh, hoping that somehow Dory will remember what they've said, that if you ever get lost, follow the shells and you'll find your way home. Parenting is about sometimes being able to let go and keep hoping and expecting and trusting that God will bring them home. One of the things I love about the story of Moses is that if you remember Moses okay all the kids were going to get killed and thrown in the river Nile okay but actually what Moses parents did is they put their baby in the river where you know the dangerous thing but they stood on the side and they kind of watched and they, they had to let the baby go but they were always watching and always hoping and always expecting so if your kids are lost a little bit please keep hoping and expecting and trusting and God will one day bring them home. You've got to remember also as a parent that God is a parent as well. You know, often people have said to me and we've said it as parents, oh, if only we were better parents. Anyone ever said that? Okay, you're lying if you've never said that. You know, but I, I mean, sometimes people say to me about their, pa- their kids and what's going on with their kids and they say, if only I was a better parent and I sometimes remind them, do you know what? God is the perfect parent. And like when he created the environment for his kids, they had the perfect nurture through him and they had the perfect nature because they were created by him. So with the perfect environment and the perfect genetics, they still broke his heart because he gave them the gift that love gives, which is the gift of free will. And I want you to know as parents, if your kids have broken your heart, you're in good company because God knows what you feel. And God knows what you experience. And don't beat yourself up. Just keep hoping and praying that one day God will help to bring them home. You see, what we believe in this church is that we are all part of God's family. So whether you're growing up in an actual family, you're all part of a wider family. And that's what we believe. And that's what Dory in the film was looking for. She was looking for family, but really she was looking for belonging. And she was looking for this place called home. And until she got home... She actually thought she'd never find it until she got home. But actually, in the film, what you see is that along the way of going home, she found home. Because she found a whole group of other people who became friends who were just like family to them. And I think if we, you know, sometimes we get lost and sometimes other people get lost. And how do we find our way home? You know, what Dory's parents said to her was such a powerful line. They said, if you ever get lost, follow the shells and you'll find your way home. And I've been thinking and praying about this morning. And I want to share a few shells with you, which if you follow these shells will help all of us, whether we're young or whether we're not so young, to find our way home. Shell number one is design. We've got to remember that we weren't designed to live alone. We weren't designed to do life alone. That's not just if you're a kid. That's if you're an adult as well. Sometimes when we grow up, guys, we think that, oh, now we're independent and now we're an adult. We don't need other people. But we weren't designed to live like that. You know, when God created the heavens and the earth, the Bible says that when he created something, whatever he created, he looked at it and he said, it's good. It's good. Then when he came to man, he said, it is not good for man to live alone. It's never good for man to live alone, okay? And that's why he said, and so that's why he created woman. That's why he created someone else. Because when he looked at everything else, he said it's good. But when he looked at man on his own, he says, do you know what? Man's not designed to live on their own. Woman is not designed. We're not designed to be on our own. Our design is that we're designed to live together in family and in community. Number two, shell number two is strength. Remember, we are stronger together than on our own. We're stronger together than on our own. Some great verses from the Bible. Ecclesiastes 4, it says, Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. 
But pity anyone who falls down and has no one to help them up. Often we hear these in marriage ceremonies, in weddings. But actually this is true of all of us. And there will be times in your life and in my life when actually we need the strength that only other people can bring. So if you're doing life on your own as a young person, as a child or as an adult, I want to encourage you, that's not a good way to do it. You'll never find home. You'll never find belonging if you live it on your own. Community is so important. That's why, can I say, Christian community is also so important. Parents, it's so important that you bring your kids to church on a regular basis so that they can find friendships in their own age group. Because I know from our own experience with our kids who are much older now, if you find friends as a kid, Christian friends, when they grow up through the difficult, challenging years later, they've got a better chance of walking with Jesus because you've invested in them building community. But if they don't build friendships because they don't come very regular, it'll be really hard when life gets a little bit more challenging for them. Honestly, it will. That's why when you invest in bringing them into Christian community when they're young and they get friends and as they grow older, then they can get that strength when they hit some of those difficult years. Shell number three is identity. We've got to remember we are not just an I, we are a we. You know, the verse said, you are members of God's family. And you know, when I've just come back from Albania, and Albania is more of a hot culture climate, okay? And if you go different parts of the world, Africa, South America, Asia, you know, they're not an I culture, they're a we culture. Which is why when we were talking in Albania, they knew nothing of depression or those kind of things. They don't really have that in their culture, partly because they don't diagnose it, but partly because actually they have such a strong sense of community. And when you're isolated, it's really hard. You know, next Sunday, I'm going to be beginning a series called The Things I Wish Jesus Had Never Said. And uh, the one I'm going to kick off next week is, is, is the one that when you read it, you think, really, Jesus, really? And Jesus says, do not worry about your life. Like, how easy is that to do? Do not worry. I just wish Jesus hadn't said that. But we're going to look at what he actually said and what he didn't say next week. That's going to be brilliant. But identity is that actually together, together, that's how we're meant to be. You are God's citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are members of God's family. Let me just make a point here. This is not a political point, okay? It's a point from the film. There's a point in the film where there's a line that says this, migration is all about going home. It just really hit me in the film, migration is all about going home. It's interesting, isn't it? And this isn't political. When animals migrate to find food or safety for their family or for their herd, we all watch those programs and we think that's really great. When all those wildebeests, they migrate across a a, a continent to find food for all the other wildebeests. Or when birds migrate to find food for each other in winter times. We all think it's great. But when human beings migrate to find food or safety, we're not quite so pleased. Just a thought for you to think about. Wouldn't it be amazing as a church community if we were a community where people came and even if they migrated in, that actually they found here a sense of belonging. Wouldn't that be amazing? That's not to say that we shouldn't have border control or immigration laws or all that. That's, not, that's a political thing. But wouldn't it be great if actually we created a community where you don't just have to be born into this place to belong? Wouldn't that be amazing? Because migration is about coming home. And the final thing I'm going to say is this. Shell number four is acceptance. You are never more at home when you feel accepted, valued and that you belong. There's a story in the Bible about a a, a son who gets lost. And not like Dory, he actually gets himself lost by turning away and by running away. You know the story, the prodigal son. And then when he's lost, he doesn't realise he's lost. He's having a great time. But suddenly he realises that life sucks. Life's really terrible. And he says, I want to go home. 
But he thinks if he goes home, his dad is going to be cross with him. How many of you ever, uh, your dad has ever been cross with you? Yeah? Uh, yeah, me too. Okay. And sometimes if we're lost uh, and we want to go home, but we think, what will dad say? You know, will dad be cross? And that's what this son thought. But here's what happened. Okay. Here's what happened. He said, all those farmhands working for my father sit down to three meals a day. Here I am starving to death. I'm going back to my father. I'll say to him, Father, I've sinned against God. I've sinned before you. I don't deserve to be called your son. Take me on as a hired hand. He got right up and went home to his father. Listen, but when he was still a long way off, his father saw him. His heart pounding, he ran out, embraced him and kissed him. The son started his speech, Father, I've sinned against God. I've sinned against you. I don't deserve to be called your son. But when he was still a long way off, his father saw him and he embraced him and he kissed him. And then he said, and, and then later on he says, quick, build, build a set of clothes and dress him. Put the family ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. And then we're going to have a massive celebration because my son is here, given up for dead and now alive, given up for lost and now found. And they began to have a wonderful time. What this son experienced was a good, good father. And we find home and belonging when we approach our good, good father. So if you feel lost this morning, if you feel that you don't belong, if you feel that you're isolated, I want to encourage you, come home. Come home. Come home to a good, good father. Maybe, kids, you're just about to go to school or you're just about to go to a new year at school. Some of our guys are about to go to university or go off the gap year. Some are heading away from university, about to start work. This is a new season and we can feel like we're on our own and we can feel isolated. But you are never on your own when you're in the context and in the relationship with a good, good father. And so I'm going to ask the band to come back. And we're going to sing this song as we finish our time this morning. And if Dory found a way home at the end of the film, there's a plot spoiler for you, okay? It all worked out happily in the end. Surprise, surprise, okay? And she found a way home to her mom and her dad. And when we find our way home to our good, good father, there is no better place to be than that. There is no better place of security. There is no better place of acceptance. There is no better place of belonging than being at home with your good, good father and in a wider sense of community. So why don't we stand together? Why don't we stand? And I want to pray for you. And then we're going to sing this beautiful song as we finish our time together. And then it's ice cream time afterwards. How exciting is that? So let's pray. And maybe this morning, maybe kids as well, maybe if any of you are feeling lonely or you're feeling scared, or you're feeling that you don't belong. Maybe you don't feel that you fit in. Maybe you feel that you don't belong and you don't fit in at school. But you know, you do fit in because you are members of God's family. And I'm going to pray that you will know God's presence for you. So let's pray. Father, we thank you that you are a good, good father. And Jesus, we come to you right now and we say, God, as we worship you, God, as we worship you through this amazing song, God, I pray that every single one of us in this place would know your presence we know your acceptance and we would know that we have come home in Jesus' name.